0: right all
1: right let's see where we at y'all quiet y'all must have seen the topic this morning (laughs) oh man this dude coming to get us he coming to get us this morning (laughs) the topic me and you didn't have this conversation right is it about you or about the business (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> ah get him, Cliff, get him. Oh, so look. So today's topic is is one I want you to I want you to check yourself and check your ego and ask yourself, is it really about me or is it about the business? Um I found, I'm just gonna say it out there. Um, Most of us, I'm going to say us, black business owners tend to be a bit egotistical when we start a business, right? We want it to be more about us than about the company itself. And we put a lot of energy into making sure you know it's me. Making sure you know I own it. Making sure you know that I got my name in it. Making sure, and we blame it on I want to be a family legacy and all of that. But don't realize that when you have not isolated the business as its own living breathing thing you're trying to live vicariously through the business but you being the front line here's a good example right if you have kids there's a point in which you are nurturing and protecting right and when they become teenagers they turn to a whole nother being and if you're a parent who cares about their development you start to give them their own independent identity And what that means is that, okay, here's your own phone. Here's your own room. I'm going to give you a little, you know, we got to build trust. But imagine if you showed up everywhere your teenager was at, what their life would feel like. They're going out to the movies with their friends. You're right there next to them. They're on the phone. You're right there next to them. They would feel overwhelmed, overprotected, and it would actually cripple or hinder them or stop them from finding their own personal identity as it relates to the people that they are with and hanging around. Because guess what? We're too old to be hanging with young kids, right? That's not our thing. We had that time. And we remember when we were their age, we wanted our independence and wanted to find ourselves too. Well, here's the bad news. Some of y'all business wants to find its own identity and we are still smothering it with us. The need to say, it's me, mine, our faces and on everything, you know, instead of about the company, it's about me, about the owner and we keep putting ourselves out there. And the bad news is this. If you want to expand into a global mindset, you can only expand the business. If you want it to be about you, you develop a personal brand. Remember we talked about personal brand versus professional brand or business brand. You're gonna start one way, but you have got to isolate that. And watch this. How many of you have an actual business email? A lot of people don't. You got one, Fee?
3: Yes, I do. What is it? It's probably wrong. <laughs> the <laughs>
1: movement beauty boy at gmail.com.
3: Gmail? That ain't a business email. Get out of here. I know that's what I just said. <laughs> I'm fixing it. I know it was wrong, but that's how I had it.
1: I've still got to pick on you. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't we haven't given the Wayne had a phenomenal talk about paying yourself, right? Here's the other side of that have you given your business allowance uh-oh like do i have an email do i have a phone line dedicated to the business do i have a website do i have things that are just about the business and not about me and in order for your business to grow most businesses don't give me don't get me wrong there's some business that ties get like chef la he's the chef he's the he's even the logo so he's definitely tied to his business but In order for that business to grow, guess what Chef L.A. is gonna have to do? If he wants to have his own Chef L.A. show and have Southern Creole, we got people working for him, he's gotta find a way to kind of pull that apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. Give you an example in the food industry, right? Chef Ramsay, Chef Ramsay, what's the name of his restaurant, though?
2: (laughs) Mayo's Kitchen. (laughs) Uh, Why
1: is that called Ramsay's Kitchen?
2: Set itself apart.
1: Hey, when you see Chef Ramsey, you see him with his own identity, but you also that business. Hell's Kitchen is that business. And he's going that business to flourish when he's not even available or there. And when people mm-hmm. go to, to Hell's Kitchen, Chef Ramsey's not always available. You're gonna to talk to the person he got in charge, though, who's well trained right. and well equipped. So it's important to, to learn to create these dividing lines about what is it really about now when i ask what your business is about your answer should always be about the people you serve when i get people in the office who ask us so why why should we do business with you or why are you doing business a lot of people start talking about well i want to have freedom and independence i want to make my own money none of that is attractive to a client or customer I wanna know what you're doing for me because at the end of the day, it's an exchange of services. That's what business is, right? So when you're developing your company, it becomes very important for you to be able to separate you from the company, especially in a cancel coach. Because here's the bad news, y'all. Everybody on the screen is phenomenal people, but I got some bad news in case y'all don't know this yet. Everybody don't like you. <laughs> Everybody don't like you but that does not mean they will not like your services how many times you saw somebody on tv let me give you an example papa john's right papa john said something and everybody got mad at the owner after that blew over they went right back to eating papa john pizza didn't they how many times have you seen that you know why that worked for them because they currently have a business that is set up independent of self and that's why that's so important, especially in the cancel culture. In the small business world, it's very important to put out a phenomenal product and service, and separate yourself from the business. That way, your haters don't have a shot at tearing you down as easily as they could when you're directly attached to the business. Um, keep in mind that some businesses require your face to be there. But if you want this freestanding business, so you can do more things, you're gonna have to kind of build the business as the business, and have enough confidence in self to know that regardless of who they think owns it. You own it. Now, if you've never seen this movie, I just comes conversation with a client the other day. Has Have any of you seen the movie The Banker? The Banker is a movie
4: you should definitely watch. Terrence, go ahead, my man. Oh, no question. I was just saying, yes, I've I seen it. Okay, cool. So
1: you already know where I'm going with this. So here it is in the movie The Banker. What happens is you have... Um, mac and samuel um and what happened is they decided they wanted to open a bank because the banks wouldn't give them their fair shake so we're gonna open the bank but they they hit a a challenge right in that time this is based on a true story during that time it wasn't no black folks about having no banks around here they had to now so what they did they did is they found a young white gentleman groomed him trained him and let him become the face of their business movements These guys together had opened up banks and nobody knew it was them. You think they made money? So here's the challenge. We start to feel like the business won't make money unless our face is there. And truthfully, if we build the business based upon quality services, it will make money in the absence of our faces. So one of the challenges, can you look at your systems and your approach and ask, Am I keeping it attached to me or am I spreading it out to the business so people can really appreciate the service in the business? Because I don't need everybody to like me, but I want a lot of people to buy from my business because at the end of the day, if the business is selling, I'm making money. That's the ultimate goal is to get paid doing it. So maybe you're not the best representation. That's why some brands get brand ambassadors because, hey, look, we don't have to use our face. Most of the products you buy. It's the celebrity as the face. We don't even know who the owners are. Who, what's a brand that you know that you love that you don't even know what the owner looks like? Anybody? Jewel, do you use specific products when you clean?
0: Um. I yeah yeah like. A lot of Clorox brand. Is there, is there a brand of Clorox that you use? The Clorox brand. Well, you know, a brand I really like, Lysol. 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 I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works, just right? Gets it done. <laughs> yeah. So the owner of Lysol
1: was bought, it was in the KKK right now. You have no idea.
0: They can do all kinds of things. I still wouldn't care. Because that just—it's like it's the product I need. It's it's a good product, right? So Mm
1: -hmm. would it be fair to say? And I know Brandon gonna be ready to jump in because this is a wheelhouse right here. You always talk about this. That it's more important to have a great quality product than it is to have your face in front
0: of stuff. Yes, I didn't used to think that way though. But now now that I right, I'm sorry. Now that I want to, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting no, you jump in no jump in we have this back and forth dialogue go ahead um i remember brandy and it might have been like two years ago um that she told me that i was gonna eventually have to remove myself and i was like she don't know what you talk about <laughs> <lady. laughs> she's talking about i everybody else gotta move their self not me But now that people expect it to be me and I feel a slave to it, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to remove myself. What I got to do to remove myself? So I understand why if if I would have known what I know today, I definitely would have started different versus me being the forefront of it.
1: And that's and that's a hard decision to make because we know in the formula of people buy from who they like, know and trust that we start off with the people that know us. Hey, i got a business you already support it and that's a shortcut that's a that's what i call a business hack right but imagine the business says we don't want the business hack we want to put the product out there and want to see how the how the general public responds to it those business usually be they're strong i mean most of them have been shopping amazon for years before we even knew who jeff bezos was we, we we didn't know who that cat was and he'd been doing this for a long time he just when the new era of social media came out, once he made his billions of dollars, say, I'll show you who I am. Hey, you can't do nothing about it now. And then we're on Amazon. So most of the models that we adore and admire and reverence are brands that they didn't use their face to push. They believed in their product, their systems, their services, and they put it out there. And from that alone, they were able to amass a large group of people that became faithful buyers or clients or customers for them. And that's a scary thing, which is why we still have um, a problem. Now, I'm going to pick on fee again. We got our business email, which is a Gmail, right? And what happens is that you start using that Gmail to apply for everything. And now we got Victoria's Secret advertisements. We got all kind of stuff coming up in that email. And then guess what happens? We don't even check the email anymore. We don't have an isolated email to do business that belongs to the business. We don't have an isolated phone number that allows you to answer just that call because it's business related. We don't have those things because we truly don't envision the business being a business of its own. Because if the business can't survive without you, it's not fully mature yet. And the goal for most of us is mature that business to the point where I can walk away, go fishing, go on a cruise, go overseas, do like my man Josh. I can go ride camels over there in Dubai. I can do all that in the business still making money. But as long as you're attached to the business, it's not gonna be easy for you. So one of the goals we should have as business owners is to find a way to give our business some breathing room. And that's not an overnight thing. I'm not saying you do it overnight. It's like kind of like giving your kids a curfew, right? I'm gonna give you till nine o'clock and then when they prove well, I'm gonna give you till 10. But the goal is I need you to become independent. And that's the goal for most businesses should be to be independent of self. That way you have the flexibility because most of you are freaking Geniuses in your own right. The business you're doing ain't the only one you want to do. But how can you how can you manage multiple businesses if you're the face for all of them? Right? That's where the challenge becomes. Right now, if you go research how many businesses LeBron James has, how many businesses Rick Ross have, how many all these people have, how many businesses Beyonce have? They're not billionaires because their face is on everything. They have established these independent businesses that have nothing to do with their face independently and put the right business structure in place. Therefore, they can have the freedom to do multiple businesses. I'm a big Shark Tank fanatic, right? Those people sitting on that panel have invested in all those business, but their face is not doing it. Their systems are doing it. And one of the goals is we have to have systems in place. And it starts off with the little things, something as simple as an email, phone number, a Facebook business page, not your profile, doing all your business. All of those things matter in the business world. I always ask this question what are what are the best doing and why are we not doing what they're doing brandy you want to drop a nugget on us
2: sure so i think sometimes in, in my mind anyway the reason that we're kind of all over the place and we don't want to be the face sometimes when we should is because we're doing eight thousand things and all of the things that we're doing are serving different markets of people and so not only are we worried about our market getting confused, we are confused about what we're doing because we can't even introduce ourselves at a business um, engagement because we're doing 80 things and none of them go together. Um, for instance, it, you know, and I'll just use myself because it's, it's always easier for me to do it, but um, as a designer, people expect to see me with an art collection. They expect to see me doing um, the design. They expect to see... Some things that are all related to that industry. So it makes it very easy for me to introduce myself in all those different things because they go together. But it's difficult if you show up and you say, Hey, I'm a business consultant. But then you show up and you're doing art. And then over here, you're selling Mary Kay. And back here, you're cutting hair because now none of that goes together. And so you freak out about showing up because how do I show up and when and where and what do I really say because I'm doing too much? So I always tell people, I don't think the problem is not doing a lot because sometimes you need the different uh, streams of revenue to fuel other things or the long term goal. But I think the problem is we don't have to say uh, all of it all the time unless it goes together. And I think this little cliche statement about, hey, the average millionaire has seven streams of income has people all confused because they don't realize it's seven streams, not seven jobs. (laughs) right that's not what they're talking about they're talking about seven viable streams of income that typically serve the same market of individuals it just gives you more things to serve those individuals thus increasing revenue so i think sometimes we have to be mindful about um just the way that we're doing things not to say we can't do them but i just feel like your money is a little better when you do them with intentionality i
1: love it brand i'm coming back to that statement you said about seven streams of income after felicia makes her statement felicia go ahead my friend
3: oh no i was i i just was tuning in because um whenever you were saying like your face doesn't have to be on everything i remember taking um sarah's uh mastermind um and she had floyd mayweather as a speaker on it and that was the one thing that he said as well he was like I have plenty of businesses because, you know, he was talking about um, I think they were talking about like different high rises. And he was like, yeah, I got plenty of them. My name may not be, you know, physically there, you know, but I have plenty of those, you know. And he was just telling us like because of, you know, certain reasons how we shouldn't always display our name on every business that we have because of the certain um he said like y'all know i have like plenty of enemies you know it's plenty of people out to right. get me so i gotta be careful on how i move in business so i just wanted to drop that
1: yes absolutely you could infiltrate you can improve your target audience if sometimes you remove your face from the equation because people people will discriminate sometimes like oh that's a man that owns that business oh that's a woman that owns that business oh they're black or oh, they're, this, oh, they're that. And if you just remove that barrier sometimes, you may amass an audience that you didn't expect that could actually turn to viable streams of income. But speaking of viable streams of income, Brandon said a topic I love talking about is about this seven, six, whatever magical number people have in streams of income. And this lesson came from a shepherd for me. Um, I don't believe in seven jobs like Brandon said. A shepherd said, I have many streams of income with one thing I'm a master of, sheep. He said, watch this. I have one sheep, if I breed them, I end up with another sheep, that's income. He says, I can shave the raw wool. He said, that's additional income. I could take the wool and I could spin it, wash it and sell it as this process. That's another stream of income. He says, I could spin the wool into fabric and and, in strings, that's one. I can make fabrics and patterns. That's another one. I can make jackets, coats, pants, whatever you want. He says, but in case you didn't know this, lanolin that goes into lotions comes from wool. I can extract the lanolin, and that's another stream of income. He says, and worse come to worse, some of those extra sheep, some people like lamb chops. That's another one. And by the way, my lambs also make milk. You see how many streams of income I have from being a master of one thing? And it it really, it really showed me that in the creativity of, of organic development of a business, what we've put in place that we have to really be more imaginative about what we're doing, like Brandon said, I love it, to make it make sense. So when I started my business, I took and I looked at the graphics world. And I started saying, what does the graphics world tie to in all that I do? So I said, wait, I'm designing book covers, graphics, logos, graphics, websites, graphics, and everything turned to graphics. So now, and if I'm doing documents for people, they want a nice looking document, a resume, graphics. Gra- so I'm making sure that I stay in tune. And like Brian said, there's other things I do. But what I advertise is the graphics world mostly so I don't create a market confusion. Because when people see the brand, that's what they're thinking. So in time, you can develop and blossom the company as you want. But have you isolated the company on its own and given us its own identity? So when we talk about brand identity, what is your brand known for? And the bad part is now what are you known for? And that's the hardest part is separating ourselves from the company in order for it to grow because just like a mother giving birth, that baby gets only so big while it's attached to an umbilical cord. And it's necessary, nine months is necessary to be in the mom, connected to the mom. She's got to nurture it. But when are you gonna give birth to your business is my question. Mm -mm. Nobody wanna answer that one? (laughs) When are we gonna birth the business? Because when you birth it, you got to give it its watch this, its own name. You might have to change the diapers, you might have to feed it, but then eventually it's going to take its own steps and you're going to be there with it. Just because you give your business its own identity doesn't matter, doesn't mean you're not involved. It just simply means you're letting it do what it's designed to do, pending you did it with intentionality. Sometimes people just start a business (laughs) and say, I have a business, and there's not going to go any further than that. It's always going to be about them. Now, on the other side, if your business is built off of your personal brand that's a little different. I can comprehend that you've built like for example, we all know in the city of Cupid. Cupid has built a personal brand on Cupid so everything he opens he can attach his name to it to give it that extra boost because that's what he does. Celebrity statuses do that all the time. But hey, Cliff ain't no celebrity so I couldn't afford to do that. Cliff's Consulting. what is that <laughs> what Whos Cliff is the first thing people are asking? So I wanted to create an independent identity for my business because one day I want to step outside of this office or like Felicia always says, I want to get from behind the chair. I don't want to be stuck in a realm where people don't want to do business with this business because it's not me. And that requires a lot of um, systems checking, making sure that you've intentionally built it that way. Keep in mind, I'm always keep put, put that disclaimer there, not saying it starts that way when you first start but the objective should be to give it its own identity and distance yourself physically from the business, not financially, emotionally, and decision-wise. So when you don't have things like a business email, you know, email me at such and such this, you don't have a business phone number, your phone is ringing, you're going to become overwhelmed and stop responding to emails, text messages, and phone calls, and that's bad for business
5: at the end of the day. So well, I guess the question yeah. that I have is, what, what what is i guess what what is stopping individuals from removing themselves i guess or separating themselves from the business um right. is it a matter of you know we don't know how to do that we don't necessarily see the importance or what like i for me i would love to know like what's actually stopping people from doing so
1: let's see we got natasha then we have tribe services then we got terrence cool so tasha what you got my friend
6: i'm gonna answer Dwayne's question although i have done it myself uh basically removed myself from the operations in the business but i think a lot of people fear nobody gonna take care of your business like you like i know for a fact in home care i've gone into the homes and done things and i've heard and i try to keep it from people that i'm not the owner but i've gone into the homes and done things that the direct service workers you know normally do i find myself doing things that a lot of home care owners would not do which is actually being out there in the streets and you know just making things happen so i think a lot of people fear nobody's going to take care of your business or handle your business the way you would or protect your business because i've seen where I've backed up in my agency, but then I have to come back because people tend to want to do what they want and take advantage of the situation and stuff. So I have to sometimes put myself back in and let them know, hey, at the end of the day, you may not see me every day, but I still want things to be handled the way that, you know, I, I set it up and nobody's going to do what they want in my business because a lot of times I have to repull coattails.
1: And, and Natasha, that's a good thing that you said. But one thing I want to point out is that you have actually set all those things in place that you need to separate, but it doesn't mean you're not involved anymore. That's what I want to point out. When you start separating the business to business, remember that these business owners still are decision makers at the end of the day. But the brand, your brand, particular, New Day PCS, it carries its own identity. And you're just in that transition where you're trying to get that distance from the decision making day to day. And... But you've also put things in place to allow you to do that. So involvement is still absolutely necessary. So you don't abandon the, the, the company; you just give it its own identity, so people trust the brand. Because, like for example, in Natasha's World, when they're looking for a new provider, they're not looking for Natasha's name, is are they?
5: So I, I, I'm gonna come back. I'm, I'm gonna come back to that because I I, I kind of struggle with something that was just said. But okay, next, go ahead, Terrence, mm-hmm. uh, Quentin, Jewel, whoever was next. Next. I can say
7: that, um, for me, I believe that it's, it's a mindset, right? Um, that, and, and, and this is to Dwayne's question. I, I believe it's a mindset. I think when a lot of times when we go into business, we have to decide whether we want to be a business owner or whether we want to be self-employed, whether we want to uh, own a process so that we don't have to be that every day or do we want to be hands-on. And if you want to be self-employed, that's okay, but I think first we have to develop that mindset on which one we want to do. And then we have to structure the business around that right because so for instance i had a, for me um i i have struggled with in the past um being able to let go and thinking that nobody can do it better than i can do it
6: mm-hmm. but
7: um what i'm starting to learn is a lot more is, is that um my time is still more valuable than the process being perfect right eighty percent is better than 80% of somebody else's time is better than hundred percent of my time. So I can use and leverage somebody else's time to be able to expand and do more things, which takes me away from being self-employed. My strategy and my goal going forward is always to make sure that I'm not self-employed and that I'm a business owner.
1: Man, if y'all don't take away one nugget from today's like conversation, I'm putting it on Facebook when we're done. Do you want to be a business owner or self-employed? And there's a difference that that summarizes everything that we're talking about today. Let me, I'm getting excited. Y'all go ahead. Next person. Who's up there, Terrence?
4: <laughs> good afternoon. Oh, well, good morning. Um, good morning. I think the biggest thing is pride. Uh. I mean, nowadays with social media, everybody, you know, want to be the face and want to have, I guess, a legacy but legacy is not what you're doing, it's what you're leaving. So, wow. Um, wow. They, I think it's pride. So people want their name attached so they can, I guess, <laughs> be successful. And, um, but
6: like I said, I don't
4: have my name on my business. Like the gentleman said, Mr., Mr. Strive, Hands On, and that's the name of my business, is Hands On Services, which the name came from one of my business partners, Mr. Ernest, Ernest Tucson. So and it's hands-on. It could be anything, so um, I think it's just pride, and people just want to, I guess, make themselves feel successful and have their name on the lights and everything. But you don't have to have your name on the lights or the billboard to be successful. Because most of the rich people, you walk in the airport, you won't even know them. You don't know the CEO of, C- of Walmart. You don't know the CEO. You know you don't know the CEO of Starbucks. But other than that, most people are in the
5: shadows. So. Come on, Terrazino. Come on, Terrazino.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good, TZ. I like that. TZ is one of my good, good, good subcontractors.
5: Well, Man, right. I've been knowing TZ since I was
2: six. See that? <laughs> hey,
5: well, let well, let well, me well,
2: tell you something. It depends, too, on the well. industry that you're in. Because yeah. every industry operates a little bit different. So when you look at artists, when you look at the design industry, we are right. known by our name. We're not just known and identified by our work. When we are right. introduced, we're introduced by name, regardless of what the company name is, because we're the visionary, if you will. So it depends. Whenever you buy a painting, it's not signed with a company name. There is a person's name on their body of work. So in that case, you would not necessarily want to not be the face because who is this person signing all this stuff? Who is this person creating all of this stuff, right? Now they want to see the visionary, the creator, who's putting their Mm -hmm. hands on it. So I think it depends um, a lot of times on the industry. And it depends on how kick-ass are you of a person. Some people should not put their face on nothing. Because people don't like you like that. Okay, because you're not that person. But if you are that person, you should use that. You got to leverage what you have. There are some people, and I'm just being honest, guys, and you know it, right? There are some people that are very likable, and other people, not so much. And that's okay, but you have to leverage what you have. It's no different than if you find You got a nice shape, right? You're going to get on there, and you're going to use your body to advertise. People do it all day long, right? But if you're not that person and you're a little potato and you're a little round, that might not be the thing to do unless you advertise it. Fluffy girl clothes, right? Then I'm going to show up and advertise. Otherwise, not so much. So we have to be mindful about our why in terms of how we show up. Do we show up? When do we show up? Um, And, and is it our face that needs to be on it?
5: So I I think one of the things that you know, and I, I agree with you, Brandy, but one of the things I would like, I would challenge everyone is to kind of think about it from this perspective. Um, a lot of large corporations, they hire CEOs, they hire an executive team. Um, that, that There's a reason for that, right? So when you think about the mindset, those companies didn't go into business <laughs> to be employees. They went into business to, you know, to be a business owner, which is technically, you know, away from the business, if you will. And I guess to um, to Quentin's point, right? It's it's a matter of a mindset. Like, do we truly want to be business owners or self-employed? Because the brand, your company, should be able to do a job good enough to uh, stand on its own. It doesn't need your support. I mean, right now, you can walk around. You can go in any city. You can go to. You can see an Apple store. An Apple store won't have the word Apple on it. It just has an Apple. And, leather, and any, anywhere in the world, people know that brand because that logo means something. That logo isn't attached to who <laughs> created Apple. That logo is attached to what people believe in. You know I mean? They stand by that brand, just like, you know, any other, like Heinz Ketchup, right? Heinz Ketchup ain't gotta go, you know, stand on the corner and say, hey, buy the ketchup. Some people like it, some people don't and I, I i think the deeper question is if when, when i ask what stops us from you know removing ourselves from the brand i'm not asking from a perspective of what stops you from being involved i'm asking what do you not trust your brand name or your service or your company enough to stand on its own
1: yes jewel
0: um for me you're just being hard-headed and believing that I'm not within um, the stats. I'm not from here. I've lived here for 14 years, but I'm still in the mindset of I'm not from here. So a lot of conversation that I hear that has to do with, you know, southern Louisiana, whatever region we're in, that shows you how much I'd be thinking about it, but um <laughs> just thinking about that, I'm like, oh, I'm not from here. You know, I come from, my daddy was in the military. So I still have that when he was in the military mindset that a lot of things don't apply to me. And then when I start experiencing it, I learned the hard lessons. So even going with Brandy when, you know, when she told me eventually I was gonna have to do that. And then I was like, yeah, people around here are gonna have to do that, but not Jewel, because I know I'm gonna be, you know, I gotta be involved, whatever. But I see when I'm when I'm leveling up or working towards leveling up, how I get a lot of pushback because I'm not making the right transitions. So I believe a lot of times it's just being hardheaded. You think you are not part of um, the majority of the people. You think you're different because when you become a business owner or wanting to be a business owner, you get this mindset. Yeah, but I, I know what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this. So I can only speak on that side. Look,
1: there's an old saying, right? <laughs> and I love it. And you may have heard it before. He said, if you always do what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always got. <laughs> it's just that simple. To achieve a different level of success, we have to do things differently than we've done them before. That should always, uh, Brandy always uses this word, and I'm always referred to it. She likes that word, and I love it. It's intentionality. Whatever you do, be intentional, not accidental. And a lot of times people are accidental. We start doing it and it, we get a little success and we forget what we should be doing, right? Because progressively evolving and changing into the company that you want takes work. It takes being uncomfortable. It takes getting out of your comfort zone. It takes you um, exp- exposing yourself to different methods and, and ways of doing things. And if we don't ever embark on those things, especially when you've come into the knowledge of it, then we'll never become that company we keep bragging and talking about in our Terrence said it. Legacy. So, what are we gonna do to make a change and a difference? I mean, hit Terrence, and we're back to the one.
4: No, I mean, I just want to say a quick quote, and it's from a movie like American Gangster, like when Denzel was sitting. <laughs> I oh, mean, um, brand name. He stand behind it, guaranteed. If he, even if they don't know him. Like, you know, from the general, from the CEO of General Mills, you don't have to be known, but like you said, your product and your service, should outweigh you and that go pass down, you know, um, the founder of Walmart, like people know, like, you know, our generation know, but the kids don't know who founded it, you know what I mean? And the kids not even on the, they on the board, but they don't even really take on the day to day things but the legacy is still intact without having to have your face and plastered unless it's on the forbes list you know of the richest family but right like you said, you know you don't have to have your name blasted all over if that's not needed
1: absolutely at uh, that party talking about if you've never seen american gangster denzel was offended by cuba good and judy not representing the brand correctly, and and, and because he had built an empire and his whole career was built on hiding from the public, not showing his face, not being flashy. And Denzel did not get caught or wasn't even on the radar until his wife bought him this big old chinchilla coat and it took a picture. of Once they identified him, it all went downhill from there. So that shows the power of if you build the brand and stay away from that spotlight sometimes, you can actually capture a bigger market. Now, like Brandon said, I'm always disclaiming, That depends on your industry. Some industries require you to be the face of the brand. And if that's what's required, that's totally fine. But you have to sit down and assess, am I being intentional about that? I think Dwayne and then Brandy. No, go ahead, Brandy. I
5: I, I can say it. Well,
2: I'm just excited because I'm just noticing this raise hand button. But anyway, (laughs) because I usually just start talking, but. Anyway, (laughs) I guess I better get the good etiquette. But anyway, here's what I'm gonna say too: You gotta be real about why you're not showing up and why you don't want to be the face. Because I can't tell you the number of people that uh will tell me, well, I I don't, I don't go live because I'm so private, and I I don't, uh, I don't, I don't do public speaking because I'm so private, and I don't post uh pictures because I'm so private. Well, if you're that private. How is it that you're going to be doing business? Because everything is private. Most times you're not private. You are introvert who hasn't figured out how to do business in an extrovert world. And so you're uncomfortable about showing up. So it's easier for you to put in your mind, I don't need to show up. And so you have to make sure the reason you're not showing up is authentic. Is it that you really don't want to be the face Or or is it that you think you're unable to be the face? because there are some times that we should get excited about showing up to represent, right? To represent and talk about the vision. You're the visionary. So it's not that you have to be seen all the time, but who can best talk about it outside of you? You created it. And so there are times that it serves you well to show up. Maybe not every time, but a lot of times you need to show up. At some of these big business meetings and these big decision-making tables, They don't want to hear nothing about the professional brand. They want to know who the hell you are, who is the visionary. What is the why behind this? Let me see if I even like you to do business with your company. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be that if your product or your service is good, people can just take that and run with it. And at one time, that was very much the case. But things have changed. And because things have changed, if we don't change with change, we're going to get left because here's how that works. Either you show up or somebody else does. And when they show up and there is a person versus a logo, guess what's going to happen, right? Because they want to interact now. It's not that they just want to see all this fluff and smoke and mirrors. They used to do it. A fancy logo, some cute font, a nice website. Cliff and I talk about this all the time. And now they want it all. They want the total, total, total package. But they still want to see the visionary and they still want to talk to them. And that's so the change man. Want to show up and we like to show up whether we shy, We better figure out how to work work do it scared because i'm gonna be honest y'all i'm an introvert I'm not an extrovert as much as y'all hear me run my mouth I can do it and I have fun doing it sometime But I got to go recharge because i'm not really an extrovert like that Right. But i've seen the power of showing up and there is power in that Now yeah, like- it works against you and then now people don't want to do it because it's you maybe they don't like you okay and so maybe they don't move appropriately but i think in my experience it has served me well to show up
1: some people but, don't want to show up because their business is not structured right they haven't taken the time to learn to articulate the ideas better they haven't really they don't want to take the tough questions they they just want to just they take me as i am and in other words they haven't put the work into themselves so now they won't show up when they need to show up once again that goes back to that word They've never been intentional about how they're going to move their business forward. It just, I'm going to just see how it works, and, you know, shoot it from the hip and if it works good and if it doesn't, Oh, well, it's on them. It's not on me. And it's about personal development. A lot of times, whenever you talk about showing up.
2: Prime example, I'm going to tell you all this story real quick. I just sat on an interview, interview for um the 24 hour citizen where they actually give money and a lot of money to certain nonprofit community based events. So we sit there for the interview and you only have a couple of minutes. It works just like a uh, Shark Tank. And so you sit there and they drill you with all of these questions and everything. And as articulate as I am, it shook me to my core because the questions they were asking, I would have had to be the visionary to really answer that stuff. I could go off, of, hey, this is what we're working on, but I'm not the visionary. And so some questions that are gonna be asked about your business, especially when you're thinking about maybe investors or different things, you gotta be able to show up. Mm-hmm. And that can't be the first time that they've seen you because they're gonna go back and look, how often does this person show up? How are they showing up? What's going on? Some of us don't wanna show up because we need to go clean our social media up. Every other picture we see in a bird, or we sticking our tongue out, or we, we doing whatever that looks like. Clean some
1: of that up, and then you'll feel a
3: little more comfortable about showing up, Felicia. Lord, so much been said. I'm I'm trying to remember what I. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it was good. It's true, you know. And you know, um, branding made some really key points there. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, I sit with a lot of um, hairstylists, you know, and, and throughout the years of me being you know, a salon owner, you know, it's one thing I had to make sure I made them clean up. If you work for me, clean up their social media, you know, because we we represent a certain brand here, you know, and you're not going to work under my umbrella of business and have that type of, you know, um, energy, you know, coming into this space. Yes, it's your own personal page, but it does still reflect on your business so but what i wanted to say was um because we were talking about um you uh oh god services and you know um you putting like you showing up and you know my the business that i'm in you know it causes me i have to be the face of my business um for my personal brand you know because i provide hair services so um you know it's a little bit different like you said in every industry so it it causes me to have to show up as such every day so i have to show up my work you know my work page has to you know look um a certain way but now i'm in a place where i'm trying to not be showing up you know i'm trying to transition out so How does that look for me, I I would say, you know, trying to transition and not be the face anymore um, and not focus so so much because my personal brand, you know, is me just being, you know, being a hairstylist, you know. Um, I do the education. I do all of that on my hair page and, you know, my um, website and everything. But with me trying to transition from that, how do i not be the face when i still work in the business i guess i want to say
5: so let me ask you this question uh felicia uh because i i don't want us to get hung up on 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 that because while 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 yes you you do hair my question to you is when people walk into your 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 salon do they want to pay for a felicia or do they want to pay for a hairstyle when you walk into any barbershop or hair salon, there's always posters of pictures of what style a haircut or hair, you know, or, or, or something that you want. And typically, you know, people, you know, want to buy that what it is that they see. I don't want to buy the barber. Sometimes the barber makes the experience that much better for me. So yes, I'm gonna go back and I like what I'm getting. But I don't want you to feel that because you do hair that you just have to be, you know the face of it and here here's a here's a case in point uh, a few sessions back you say that in your shop you have this uh this bar this working bar where people can come in and actually do that but in my I, I mean I was surprised to hear that that was done I thought it was a very cool concept and it was called the movement and I guess in my my questions that I'm asking myself <clears throat> what's wrong with people wanting to say hey I want to be a part of the movement I want to go to the movement I don't want I mean because what if you don't what if that's not your client you still want somebody else to come participate in the movement right so I, I would say that yes you are the owner of the brand but everything that you do doesn't have to be hey i want everybody to come by felicia no they're purchasing a service they're purchasing something that you give them so there's a way that you can actually separate yourself because like i mean you said it a couple of times your personal brand your personal brand and your business brand is two different things. So you have to understand, like, if you're doing it to, you know, increase your, you know, anything about you personally, then sure, promote that personally. But if you're trying to get people into your shop because you provide a service and you you provide a welcoming environment, promote that mm-hmm. and let that stand by itself.
3: That's good. Okay, just to keep the salon moving. That's, that's good, okay all right because well, right now
5: aren't you starting real estate school yes you expect that solana still operate while you're gone yes well if yes. everybody coming in to buy felicia how can they get it
3: right right and i do i do promote um you know my other stylist but i think that um you know um i do i did i have something um set up with cliff because you know i'm trying to transition yeah, um because i'm always the one here opening and you know i'm always the one here all day you know because we all know as small business owners you know sometimes you, you gotta gonna, say I'm,
5: you, I'm not gonna let you do that Felicia no <laughs> you do that by choice we <laughs> do not want to empower people because of whatever reason that it that it is at the end of the day
2: mm-hmm.
5: that's all choices that you decide to make and i can honestly tell you and i'm gonna say this and i'm not I'm not picking on you I'm just being Giving you that love. Oh, no, meet meeting with Cliff, you can meet with Cliff all day, but if you're not gonna mm-hmm. change your mindset and the way that you think about it and approach it, it's gonna still be the same. Right now, Felicia Carmoose, you own a business and you have other stylists in there. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm sure they probably all have a key. And if they don't, shame on you. If they don't know how to open and close the you know your salon and be professional, I can't blame them. I blame the person that you know put them in there. So I I, I would say. That at the end of the day, what you the first thing that you need to do is say, you know what, I am going to make a a a decision to remove myself and stop being the roadblock that's stopping me from growing. Because right now, what I'm hearing is that you're your only roadblock. The 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 hair salon is still Mm going, so don't don't put yourself in that mindset of because you're a small business owner. Whatever the case is, no, you have a salon. You have other people that's working there. Empower them to do what it is that they need to do to represent your brand. Period.
3: Right. Thank you. I'm working on it. I am. I have a meeting this weekend with them.
5: You know, if I be, if we on this call next week. And I hear you say you're working on it. And <laughs> we didn't do nothing else. Then I'm going to say it's on you.
3: Yeah, i'm gonna be
5: in school for the next two weeks now watch it now, now i'm gonna ask you a question now, now this is this is truly a direct question i want you to think about it
2: mm-hmm.
5: how is it that you are starting a whole nother venture when the one that you have isn't where it needs to be
2: mm-hmm.
6: Okay,
3: so this is what um this is what happened. Okay, and I'm gonna just be open and transparent, right? I went to the doctor and they basically told me like I have 80% oh, damage yeah. in my um in my wrist. Okay. So I kind of just freaked out. Like I'm i I need to have surgery and I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back to this. So, so I wanted to get something else under my belt. And that was the only other thing in life that I've always wanted to do. So I was like, let me get this done so that I can have something else under my belt because I am going to. It's not 100 percent that I'm going to be able to come back.
5: So So here's what I I heard you say. Here's what Mm -hmm. I heard you say. And I'm going to tell you how I receive exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. You got bad news. You got scared. You freaked out. So you want to go ahead and do something else. But what you indirectly said was because you're not sure if you're going to be able to do this anymore. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is you have dedicated the rest of your life to being self-employed versus allowing your business to run by itself. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, when we make decisions based on fear, sometimes we're not making the best decision. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be in real estate school. I'm not saying it at all. But what I am saying is, as a business owner, if you desire to actually be a business owner and have your business grow and flourish and all of these things and you remove yourself from it what i have a what I, what i'm trying to understand is how do we then put so much energy into something else and we haven't even you know put our put what we have in place to help us right now you have a beauty salon you have people that's in there you have this bar that you built if you were investing and in taking the steps to remove yourself, you having surgery was just another day in the park. You just go on vacation because the business is gonna still run. And as I said it before, people are not coming in there about the a Felicia, the Felicia special. They're coming there to get their hair done by somebody who does hair well.
3: And I think I just, I just have been in that space for so long like they said you know Been, i just be honest you know been in that space for so long
5: and that and that is what we have been trying to do this entire time is to we understand that people have been doing the same thing over and over and over all we're asking is try something different just take a step and and i'm I'm gonna use and cliff started out with the whole email it's literally Changing your email address that takes 10 minutes. If you don't know how to do it, I guarantee you, between me and Cliff, we can show you that changing your email basically just helps the brand identity separate. That's just one step from separating yourself. And all we're asking everybody on this call is take one small step, don't try to attack the whole elephant. No, but just take one small step. Start with your email. If it ain't your email, start with your business phone number. Start with certain things that is going to remove Felicia out of the movement and let the movement move on.
3: I'm sorry, I just got kind of emotional, but thank you. I'm working on it. I am. (laughs) We love you, Fee.
1: Look, everything that Dwayne said is spot on. What we're trying to do is break bad habits or habits that are not conducive to growth at the end of the day we've been doing a lot of these things for a long time we haven't set in our mind that this is the way to go but i think the impact statement we said today was some of us have a self-employed mentality but want to have a business owner's benefits we have to start operating like business owners who have been able to separate themselves from the day-to-day operations and that takes work and it takes changing your mindset it takes a step at a time it's not gonna happen overnight we're not saying hey wake up tomorrow and stop doing what you're doing but start progressively changing the way you approach your business and if you do that trust me you're going to feel a lot less stress like natasha i got to give her her credit natasha has done some things she's positioning people she's really doing that she's separating herself from the business but it doesn't mean you're not involved in the business anymore dwayne said it perfect when somebody's going to get a nice hairstyle as much as we all want to believe we're the best at everything and nobody's better than me People come into your business because of what your business does. Because the truth is, there's other web designers. I'm not the only one. But it's something about what my business does that people love. Felicia's phenomenal with hair. But honey, as good as you are, you ain't the only one. So you got to ask the real question. Why are people really coming to your shop? Why did you stop doing hair at the house one day? Why did you get a, a building? So you've been progressively growing. Why stop now? And so, that's not the thing is, let's continue to grow, but
5: you know what? You're gonna have to let that thing go in order for it to grow. So, and I appreciate that, Cliff. So, it all, I, I don't want you to think what I'm saying is, is chastising you uh, and and coming down on you. What I'm what I'm doing is, I am literally trying to provoke thought, right, and get you to really understand that the desires that you have is attainable if you just tweak some of the things that you're doing. You don't have to work so hard at certain things because nobody, nobody forces you to say, hey, you have to be the one to open and close the building. No, that's a choice. This, it's, it's a choice. And I guarantee you, whenever you leave that building and people still need their hair done and you got stylists in there, they're going to come over there. Because you've already created an atmosphere where people want to come and visit. You've already done that part. Don't beat yourself up and don't give yourself an excuse why not to just take a step. Just take five minutes, 10 minutes a day to just do something different than you did before. The one thing that I love about, you know, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a pick on Jewel for a second. The one thing that I love about Jewel is Jewel is not afraid to just come on this thing and say, you know what? I don't know it, I don't like it, whatever the case is, but she's being very vulnerable and transparent and letting us know that, right? So the only challenge that I would have for her and anyone else would be now that we know. Just take one small step in a different direction. I guarantee you, one step, one single step in a different direction, will ultimately change your life. Yes, ma'am, Natasha.
3: and I was just, um, you know, um, I just in reference to my last um, thing um I want to say because you know, Jewel said something the other day. You know, how you know she's a single mom, she has small kids. And I think like for me, I've been in that survival mode for so long, you know, of having to be that person that I just attach myself to it because, you know, I've already been through bankruptcy, failed, you know what I'm saying, lost things. So I just always am, like, in survival mode, like, I'm never gonna fail again. I'm never gonna, you know, but still needing to take the necessary steps to work towards getting me, you know, into a better position as a business owner.
6: Thank you.
5: I received that. Yes, ma'am, Miss Natasha.
6: I just had a suggestion for uh, Miss Felicia. Felicia, I'm not sure exactly your of the stylists, uh, their schedules are, but If I was in the position, I would basically see how many stylists I have and get each one of them to commit to a day of opening the shop. And then that way it'll possibly slowly remove you from being the one to open it every, you know, every morning. And then maybe they can schedule their appointments earlier versus later during the day.
3: Thank you, Ms. Natasha. I will definitely um, try to
6: implement that.
5: Man, this, was, this was actually a, a, an, amazing, an amazing call for me in a lot of ways, just because this is actually definitely talking about the things that Cliff and I literally discussed, even when I spoke to Brandy a couple of times. The things that we are desiring and what you hear is passion, right? Because at the end of the day, what it is that we're trying to achieve is not hard. It takes commitment. It takes focus. But it's not hard. And especially when you have people that are willing to support you because we want to see you win. Mm -hmm. We truly want to see you win. I I have not made this commitment because, you know, I just want to sit here and talk every day. No, I truly have a genuine desire to see everybody win. And if nothing else, even if you choose not to win because you don't want to take the education and apply it, you will at least have known the way to go. That's it. I believe that we will win. At the end
1: of the day, we have got to do things, take actions, and have behaviors that match with the outcomes that we want, period. So the, the task today, I start off with something very small because I knew it was going to bust it wide open. Can you just please give a business email, people? Just, if you have a website with me, I can show you how to do it within your website. Let's just get let's just start off by saying let's just get an official business email and watch how that feels. I believe that that momentum is a series of moments that you capitalize on one at a time, a little bit at a time, bite at a time. And if you do that, maybe next week is a business line. And I'll tell you now, a business email will cost you about about ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. A business phone line costs about twelve dollars a month. So we're talking about less than uh, your, your next door dash or way to order. <laughs> to, to get yourself to look a little bit more official, right? Because if you, some of y'all might do this, if you got an email from Amazon and it said, um, Amazon slash Jeff, Be, dot Jeff Bezos at gmail.com, you would not trust it with you. If Walmart sent you a Gmail, you would not trust it with you. So why are you any different? I think you start, stop lowering your standards of expectation on yourself and go ahead and set yourself up for success it's just that much more reputable and more credible because here's what y'all don't know but y'all not having a business email those spam filters are picking up on that some of your emails going to spam i know that because do a spam analysis and when it looks like it's it looks like fraudulent business coming from you it goes that's why sometimes your emails are not making it this is just one step in the right direction and if you take that one step then you take the next step and before you know you'll be running where you need to go and that's
5: all i got so felicia your job is to go get an email that says hair at the movement.com if you don't know how to do it reach out to cliff or myself if you can't everybody's homework if you don't have a business email get a business phone at least start there start there cliff we over time well, let's see if we can shut it's it down good. i'm over it's here I'm, I'm, I'm my power went on my office any other any other uh comments or anything before we close today that is it
2: thank you oh, me how
5: to
2: use i want to press it one more time before we go just because
5: oh my god <laughs> wow all right, everybody. Y'all
2: have an amazing
7: day. I'd like Be to thank great. y'all for the insight. There's mm-hmm. really some things I, I've been thinking about doing to um uh, position myself in um uh, in a different direction with the company, being that you know, we we are in the food industry and I do a lot of things within the within the food industry and within the company. So just to set myself apart by doing um by having a different name or you know doing something to where they might not know who i am um i could definitely capitalize on doing something different
5: oh, yeah. i appreciate that I, I appreciate that logan thank you for that so everybody's homework do uh email phone don't forget i know cliff been slipping cliff but y'all we, we, we still need we still need Everybody to think about what does it cost to run their business and things of that nature, one of these days we're going to have one of these sessions to be like, okay everybody, tell me what it costs to run your business." Uh-oh. Because one day y'all gonna want to go see Vernon and Vernon going to look at y'all and be like, "Well, where's your profits?" And I want to make sure that we can show it to her.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh
5: Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. See y'all tomorrow.
2: All right, man. Y'all have a good day.
5: Peace out. Bye.